Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast, and I'm back with another episode. So for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about um, recapping week 10 of the NFL season. Um, and I mean, uh, there was a couple things going on as well with MLS, but that again starts Friday. I'll talk about the NBA draft as well, uh, a couple of trades. Uh, rumors uh, for the NBA deadline that started yesterday, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but anyway, let's talk. Let's start straight talking about MLS. So uh, again, we have two games on Friday, and uh, that's it. Boom. That's it for fucking MLS because we gotta wait until those two games begin on Friday. But anyway, let's get straight into the NBA draft. Um, so the NBA draft is tomorrow at 8 p.m. Um, of course, 60 players will be drafted tomorrow. Out of at least a hundred and something prospects, um, to try to make it to the NBA and their uh, dreams will be accomplished. Um, will, will, will their dreams will come alive tomorrow? Um, so it's going to be a very interesting um, event. It's obviously going to be virtual, and um, it's going to be tomorrow. And I really don't know who can go number one or number two, or number three. Um, so. I'm going to just kind of briefly talk about the draft, um, who uh, I think is going to go pretty much in top 10, uh, top 15. I really don't know the whole damn draft because, I mean, I don't really know how the draft really works entirely. Um, but at least for my predictions, I can at least put the top 10 um, and kind of make my own like mock draft and just kind of, you know, figure shit out by that point but um personally let's just get straight into it all right so let's get straight into it so for the with the first pick of the 2020 nba draft um the minnesota timberwolves select um i am going to pick anthony edwards um i think anthony edwards is probably going to be the number one pick uh, overall i mean honestly i'm not yeah, I'm not really entirely confident because, well, um, I, I just for me the reason why I picked Anthony Edwards to go to um, to Min- uh, Minnesota is because I think uh, I think it's a, just a better fit. Uh, he's obviously a shooting guard. He's six three, six um, nine. I'm sorry. Um, he has a very um, explosive offensive game, and he's just he's just very versatile. Um, I don't know how he is defensively. Um, but I think he's definitely a, a, a definitely a uh, number one pick overall talent, and Minnesota I think is definitely uh, a very good choice for him to go, um, because going to Golden State um, they don't really, he doesn't really need to be going to Golden State because of his um, of, of of depending on his defense depending on how he really attacks the basketball and also he's a shooting guard I mean I already got. Um, Clay Thompson coming back, so they don't really need Anthony Edwards anyway. But for the Golden State Warriors, who take the second pick of the NBA draft, um, they take James Wiseman. I think this is an easy one. I hope they actually do take James Wiseman um, because I think James Wiseman is definitely the best fit. Um, you know, they they uh, they already have the best guards in the league. You know, they already got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. You know, coming back from the power forward. Um, and they have already great power forwards, small forwards on that lineup. 
What they do need is a, is a, is a center and who's very versatile. So James Wiseman is that guy that I think the Warriors definitely should pick up and, and draft him. And then with the third pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be LaMelo Ball. Um, I think LaMelo is going to go to Charlotte. I I kind of wish, you know, low-key would go to Minnesota or um, Golden State. And, of course, he definitely has the opportunity, Can He might be number one. He might be number two. But I won't be surprised if he goes number three. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, the top – like, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, they can be one or they can be three. They can be four. It's insane. There is no clear – like, last year, we all knew Zion was number one. John Moran, number two. R.J. Barrett number three, or yeah, it was like that. Like we kind of just expected that, but this this year's draft, we just don't know if we would have Lamelo number one or Anthony Edwards at number one. So I have Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, and Lamelo Ball. But honestly, this this is this is gonna be this is gonna be difficult. Um, I choose Lamelo going to Charlotte because I think, I mean Charlotte, their their guards are just, I mean, I mean they're just not great team, and Lamelo's kind of gonna be like that Trey Young in Atlanta um, except he's not really gonna have so much um, uh, so much uh, uh, work on his mind he's gonna have a lot of potential to be a superstar of course if he keeps playing with that um, intensity of competition that he played in uh, in the NBL because of course he didn't he didn't play college in um, he didn't play college basketball in the States so obviously he played in um, I, I don't know he played where's the nbl anyway let me look that up what is the fuck is the nbl that's somewhere in um in in australia okay in australia all right so um so yeah that's what he was playing for um instead of college so uh he was just kind of you know picking up good competition there obviously maybe not bet the best competition because of course college you got so many you got 200 300 basketball teams um, competing and and of course this 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 year there was no March Madness so there was no tournament to reward the best of the best at least for the tournament wise um, individually of course we got the awards and the, the wooden award and the freshman of the year and you know all these all those college awards that they give out Lamelo Ball though I think is gonna be a a, a pretty big talent um, going to Charlotte but again um, Minnesota can take him as well. So honestly, I have Anthony Edwards going number one. You know what? 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 I'm sorry. Fuck it. You know what? Let me just let me just do this again. Let me just. You know, I I I don't know. I I just don't feel 100% confident. Let me just restart this shit. Restart this. All right, full draft NBA ESPN. Let's restart this again. I have Lamelo Ball going number one. James Wiseman going number two, and then Anthony Edwards going number three. Okay, Lamelo Ball number one, James my James Wiseman number two, and Anthony Edwards number three. Okay, that's that's what I think. Now, with the fourth pick of the twenty twenty NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls select uh, Denny Adadija. Adadija. I pick Adadija because I think I like most people, most Bach drafts really have him. And it makes a lot of sense. Um, small forward, uh, he can fit the floor um, and with the space in, in Chicago. And also, they don't really have a lot of uh, good players with enough spacing and a lot of good defense. 
And offensively, uh, he's solid. Uh, but obviously, I don't really know a lot about him because I didn't really watch college basketball this year. So I just can see that they really need a player like him um, for at least a certain period of time because I think the, um, for the most part, Denny is going to be a, a pretty pretty. Won't say, I won't. I, I don't know about a superstar player. Obviously, we'll see how he turns out. Maybe he's a fucking Luka Doncic. Who knows? But um, but I think the the Bulls need him right now because I think he's a very solid pick for the for the um, small forward position, and they're really lacking in that in that order. And then with the fifth pick in the twenty twenty NBA draft, the Cavaliers. I pick uh, Obi Toppin. I'm gonna say Obi Toppin. Um, I really like Obi Toppin. He was pretty much the best player in college basketball last season. Obi Toppin was just a beast. He was an absolute beast, and um, I think Obi Toppin in Cleveland makes sense because um, they really do lack in. Um, they might not have Kevin Love for a, a certain period of time, so it's gonna be different to have um, you know new recruits and new assets. And obviously, the Cavaliers need a player like. Um, like Obi Toppin, who's explosive. He's great offensively. Defensively, I know he's kind of a, a liability. So it, it, it really kind of just lacks for him most on that defense. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be kind of difficult. But at the same time, I think he's going to be a star in the NBA. I think he's going to be a very, very good player. Very explosive. He was that, that's how good he was in college. Um, but again, we'll see how that, how that turns out. And then with the sixth pick, I select uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. I select, um, you know, I think it's either going to go, I think it's going to go Patrick Williams. I'm going to go with Patrick Williams. Um, I think Patrick Williams fits great with um, with the Hawks because uh, he's a pretty, uh, he's, he's a small forward, 6'8". Um, he can work really well with John Collins and with Trey Young. So I think he's just like a, a good fit with those uh, two class. Uh, classmates two teammates so i i think i don't know i just feel like he just has that like good fit with in, in atlanta um that's just what i believe so maybe he isn't but i that's just what i believe so far we'll see of course where he ends up getting drafted and if i'm actually right or wrong and then with the seventh pick the detroit pistons um i'm gonna have to go with uh isaac okoro isaac okoro for sure i think um Okoro, another small, small forward. Um, he's pretty talented. Um, obviously, no doubt about that. Um, but I think the Pistons definitely, definitely lack the small forward position. They have great guards. And um, defensively, I know Isaac Okoro is pretty great, pretty good. So um, he can help on that defensive side of the ball for the Pistons to see, you know, if they can do shit. And then with the eighth pick of the 2020 NBA draft, the Knicks select Tyrese Halliburton. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, this is probably one of the easiest ones on – this is probably one of the easiest picks because Tyrese Halliburton is a very, very good player. I'm a, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Tyrese Halliburton uh, watching him since uh, last year when he was a freshman in – uh, college. Obviously, I don't obviously talk about Tyrese Halliburton and not people are talking about him as much as, you know, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. But I think he's going to be a very, very underrated and great uh, point guard in the NBA. And the Knicks getting him sucks to be the Knicks, um, the team that he might and I choose him to get. I chose him to get drafted in. Of course, we'll see if that's right. Um, 
But I think he's a very explosive player. I think he's very talented. And um, honestly, he could be one of the best. Uh, he can be like a top five player here. But again, you know, we, we have to we have to see how how well he can translate in the in the NBA. But last year, he was a pretty great player for uh, uh, Iowa State. And then with the number ninth pick for the Washington Wizards, um, I'm going to go... You know, huh, this is kind of tough. This is kind of tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, oh, my God. You know what? I think I'm going to go with um, Onika. I'm going to go with Onika and Kongu. Um, it's kind of tough that I have to put him at number nine um, because I think he's he's a, I, 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 he definitely is a top, I'll say, eight, top eight pick. Uh, well, obviously now, since I pick him at number nine, it has to be a top 10 pick. Um, but I don't know. I just think he fits better in Washington, you know, as a, uh, center. Um, if he were, you know, to go to Cleveland, I kind of wouldn't really understand that, especially because Obi Toppin fits best. Um, in Atlanta, I wouldn't see him really fitting the best. The Pistons, I actually think the Pistons might be a good fit for, um, Onyeko Kongu. So maybe... So maybe the Pistons might get him at number seven, and then Okoro might go number number nine. Um, but I'm a, I'm gonna just stick to Onika at number nine. I'm just stick to that. And then with the tenth pick of the NBA draft, we got the Phoenix Suns, and I select. Uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go with um, Demi Vassell, a shooting guard from. Um, well, now. It's actually gonna be pretty interesting how um gonna be pretty interesting how I I can really see now with um with Devin Vassell coming back um or not not coming back I'm sorry look the next players on the team on the draft that's remaining we have Precious Achiwa I don't know how to pronounce his last name he's from Memphis um now that the Suns have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, maybe Devin Vassell wouldn't really be that player. Obviously, now in the starting lineup, with of course he's a shooting guard, and obviously we already got um, uh, Devin Booker. So I mean, it it would kind of just be unnecessary, but also Devin Vassell, also Devin. You know, we could have two Devins in Phoenix. Um, I'm just being stupid at this point. Um. But I think those are my top 10. I have LaMelo Ball going number one, James Wiseman going number two, uh, Anthony Edwards going number three, Danny, uh, Danny Advigia number four, Obi Toppin number five, Patrick Williams number six, Isaac Okoro number seven, Tyrese Halliburton number eight, Onik Nkongwa number nine, it can go nine or seven, and then Devin Vassell number 10. All right, now, if I want to continue doing this whole mock draft, from picks 11 to 60, it's because it's out of my ass. I am just predicting anything. Like, I am just, I, I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm just going to be guessing from 11 to, to 60. Um, so, yeah, the Spurs, fuck it. Who am I going to pick for the Spurs? Um, what, who, what do the Spurs need? Um, fuck it, Precious. The Kings. Uh... Tyrese Maxey, I'll, I'll take him to Tyrese Maxey. I'll pick him. 
Uh, 13th pick, the, the New Orleans Pelicans. Who would I want him to play best? Aaron Naismith. Okay. With the 14th pick, the Boston Celtics select. Um, I would like, I would like Sadiq Bey. 15th pick, Orlando Magic. I would like RJ Hampton. With the Blazers, I would select, uh, Alex, Alexevi. Posuveski, I do not know how to pronounce that name. With the 17th pick, the Timberwolves. Um, Killian Hayes. 18th pick, Dallas Mavericks. Again, I'm just guessing. 18th pick, Dallas Mavericks. Kira Lewis. 19th pick, um, Brooklyn Nets. Jalen Smith. 20th pick, Miami Heat. Uh, oh, Cole Anthony. I actually like Cole Anthony. He's from North Carolina, uh, freshman. He didn't really play so much this year, but I think, you know what? Cole Anthony to the Miami Heat. Low-key, very uh, underrated player, but I really do like Cole Anthony, man. I, I think he he was, I, I used to watch him play in, in North Carolina last season. I don't know. I think if he goes to Miami, that would be not a bad idea, but at the same time, actually... Actually, you know what? I'd rather him go to the Sixers. 21st pick. I'd rather him go to the Sixers. Let me just change that real quick. Miami Heat. Let's 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 pick fucking Josh. No, we have we already have a shooting guard. Tiama Dallin, Taylor Gray. Okay, okay. You know what, guys? I'm I'm done with this fucking bullshit. I did my top ten. Uh the rest I I mean, okay, great. The top 10, you know, that's just necessary for me. But the the rest, I'm I'm really not sure. It can, it can just go any way possible. Anyone could just be drafted. Co-Anthony, um, that would be lit if he would go to the Sixers or he would go to the Heat. I would be happy if, go, if he goes to either of those two teams. I want him to go to Miami or to Philadelphia. So that would be awesome. But the, my top 10 is there. Um, I'm just going to fucking leave. And not do the damn top 10. Anyways, now let's get to something that I am a lot more uh, aware of and a lot more knowledgeable of than the damn fucking draft. Because, again, I, I, I don't, I've, I've only done one mock draft. Um, and it was this one. This is my first mock draft I've done. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's great for me. Congratulations. Also, we heard Chris Paul is joining this Phoenix Suns. We had uh, Drew Holiday going into the, uh, going to uh, Milwaukee. Kelly Oubre going to OKC with that uh, trade with Chris Paul. Um, and we keep hearing rumors about Russell Westbrook and James Harden uh, leaving Houston. But of course, we'll see how that um, see if that's going to happen. Um, if he's if James Harden is planning to go to Brooklyn, which I don't think is a good fit. Or Philadelphia, which I would love that, but at the same time, I don't know if we will have to lose Ben Simmons. And yes, he's a liability at sh uh, shooting threes, um, but he's he's a very versatile player, and I like Ben Simmons, man. So I don't want him to get traded. But anyway, let's get into the NFL. Let's talk about Week Ten: um, Colts, Titans. Colts won. Titans fucked up. Great. All right. Next game we had we had the Texans. Versus the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns won 10-7. to This was a pretty boring game. Um, field goal in the first quarter. And then from the rest of the time. Uh, 
Um, you know, they scored one touchdown in the fourth quarter. Pretty uh, high win game. The weather was kind of shit. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 20 for 30, 163 yards, one touchdown, and, and zero interceptions. So he just didn't really play that great. Baker Mayfield didn't even play that great either. 132 yards, 12 for 20. Um, but the Browns got uh, the W, 10 to 7. And um, great. Washington football team versus the Detroit Lions. The Lions won 30 to 27. Um, the Lions won by a game-winning field goal. And uh, this was Alex Smith's first NFL start in almost 730-something days, which was uh, crazy. Um, and he had a pretty productive game, but, of course, couldn't get the W. Um, the Lions looked pretty good. The Washington football team were... Okay, they were competitive in this game, so I'll give them that. Next game, we had the Tampa Bay, Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Carolina Panthers. And the Buccaneers absolutely fucking whooped their ass. 46-23. to The Buccaneers definitely needed to come back. Uh, Tom Brady, when he gets absolutely fucked in one game, he cannot get fucked in the next game. So Tom Brady throws 28 for 39, 341 yards, and three touchdowns. So Carolina um, is... Three and seven, and obviously Tampa Bay seven and three. Um, Tampa Bay, man, they're only getting better and better after that loss to the Saints. But obviously, it's one game, and they got a Monday Night Football uh, matchup against the Rams next week. And then he got, then they got the Chiefs. And then for the most part, their schedule is pretty easy because they got to play the Falcons twice, the Vikings, and the Lions. So after those two games, the Buccaneers will be in peace. Um. Next game, we had the Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Giants, and the Giants won 27-17. Um, boy, wow. Um, yeah, the Eagles lost to the damn Giants. We're now 3-5-1, and one, and our schedule just does not look easy. Um, we have the Browns, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, and then the Cardinals. Um so yeah, we are absolutely fucked. We are we are we are fucked right now. We are completely fucked. The Eagles my god, Jesus, man. Oh god. Oh my god. They oh Jesus, man. Just they've just been horrible this year. I'm sorry. I hate it. I can't believe this. The Giants, they're 3 and 7. Crazy. Um, and they beat the the Eagles. This was a really boring game, I'm not going to lie. 27-17. to 17. The Giants pretty much had control the entire game. They destroyed the Eagles only by 10, but they still got them in control for the whole game. Next game, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Green Bay Packers. Um, the Packers won this game 24-20. to 20. The Jaguars still looking absolute travesty of a team. And the Packers... Um, they were kind of struggling in this game, I'm not going to lie. They were not playing great, but they still got the job done. They still were able to beat Jacksonville, so the job was finished. They got the job done. And the uh, next game they got against the Colts on Sunday, so it doesn't get easier. But they got, they got the Colts, the Bears, the Eagles, the Lions, the Panthers, the Titans, and the Bears one more time. Next game, we had the Buffalo Bills versus the Arizona Cardinals. Holy shit, what an incredible game this was. My goodness, the Cardinals won 32-30. to 30. 
This game was insane. The Cardinals, I'm telling you, I said since the beginning of the season, they're going to be a sleeper team. They're going to be a team that are going to be contending for the playoffs. They're going to be a team that, my God, there are very serious threats in the NFL. They're going to be absolutely dangerous. And here they are, proving that statement right. The Bills are another dangerous team. And, you know, you could have thought that the Bills could have definitely won this game um, when there was nine seconds left on that clock. But no. When you're in that State Farm uh, arena, uh, the, you know, the State Farm arena, home of the Arizona Cardinals, magic happens. You know what happened in that stadium? We had Super Bowl 49 in that stadium. Glendale Stadium, I believe it's what it's called. When Russell Wilson was picked off at the goal line, when Seahawks fans, we should have ran the ball. That happened there. Aaron Rodgers in 2015 in the playoffs against the Cardinals in the division round threw an absolute dagging Hail Mary to the end zone to tie the game. But unfortunately, the Cardinals won the game in overtime. So basically, it was all just to tie the game and then do nothing in overtime. So two things happened in that same stadium. And what happens in this game? You guessed it. Kyler Murray, an absolute 43-yard dagger. Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins for the game-winning touchdown with literally a second left in the game. And wow. What an insane fucking game. What an insane play. This is probably the game of the year. The play of the year. I lost my shit when I fucking saw the play. I was incredibly intense. I had the Cardinals winning this game. So I was like, oh man, the Bills were really going to win this. And then he pulled that off and I was like, oh my god. Holy shit, the Cardinals are just too fucking good. I know the Cardinals beat the Seahawks and I'm still, you know, kind of pissed about that. But man, the Cardinals, bro, they are a great team. And next week against Seattle, I'm kind of, I'm nervous as shit. I like the Cardinals. And I want, the, I want the Seahawks to beat the Cardinals, but not because I don't like the Cardinals, because I do like the Cardinals. But, man, I really want Seattle to get over that hump they had. I'll, I'll get to Seattle in a minute, but, damn, this was a great game. Um, congratulations on the Cardinals getting that, that W. Next game, we had the Los, Ange Los Angeles Chargers versus the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins won this game 29-21. to and the Dolphins are steamrolling on these motherfuckers right now, bro. Damn, Tua Tonga Vailoa. What the hell? Uh, Tua Tonga Um, 15 for 25, 169 yards, two touchdowns. He was incredible. Uh, not incredible, but he was pretty great. Justin Herbert was pretty solid as well. It was a close game, but the Dolphins got the job done. And it's insane, man. The Dolphins' schedule only really gets easier. Like I said, they only have two tough games against... The Chiefs and against the Bills. Oh, actually, three. They have the Chiefs, Raiders, and then the Bills. Um, but before, but, but before that, they got to play the Broncos, Jets, and the Bengals, and then they play the Chiefs, and then they play the Patriots, and then they play the Raiders and the Bills. So um, yeah, I, I expect three more games in a row for the Dolphins, and then a loss to the Chiefs, and a loss. 
Actually, you know what? I just want the Dolphins to lose to the Chiefs, and that's it. Um, I hope they can beat the Raiders and the Bills. I know they can beat the Patriots. I know they can beat the Bengals and the Broncos and definitely the Jets. So Miami, keep it up. I'm so happy. They actually might be a damn playoff team. Next game, we had the Denver Broncos versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders didn't even make this a competition because they won 37-12. to 12. Um, the bucket, the the Broncos just did not look great in this game. They just been a very depressing team. Four interceptions for Drew Locke. Yikes! 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 Um, the Raiders, man, they're a very they're a sleeping team, a dark horse candidate. Like I also said, um, they were actually kind of better than I predicted. I think they were a sleeper pick in my opinion, but definitely, I feel like I. Thought they were going to be a lot worse, but they're not. They're 6-3. and three. They're the same record as the Seahawks and the Cardinals, and, you know, that's that's crazy. Speaking of the Seahawks, next game we had the Seattle Seahawks versus the Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams won this game 23-16. to um, Congratulations to the Rams because their defense was incredible, and the Seahawks defense, like I say every week, is something that is just miraculously even possible to to have on on a team that people are actually actually I don't know if people are happy to have a defense like that. Um, even the team, the offense cannot be excited to have a defense like that um, because of how BS and how garbage it is. The amount of garbage I smell in this Seattle's defense is more than any garbage I've smelled in a long time because my god my god this defense just cannot do anything I mean yes the Jets but what do you expect fucking horrible Cowboys also another stank as shit of defense the Seahawks man they're a they're a playoff team but that defense is is a high school junior varsity team. And maybe even a junior varsity team is better than that damn defense, bro. And no disrespect. You know, obviously, I'm disrespecting the hell out of the defense. Obviously, I'm not saying that these players aren't talented. Like, obviously, they're in the NFL for a reason. They're great players. But they're not playing great right now. They're de- if they were playing great, their defense would have continued to, you know... To, to to steamroll every opponent. They could have been undefeated. They could have been like the damn Steelers now. Or they could have just, you know, they could have just definitely helped because the offense has just been carrying Seattle this entire season. And Russell Wilson didn't even have a great game. 22 for 37, 248 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions? Yes, Russell Wilson has been bad these last two games. And he's been throwing way... He threw like seven picks in like three games. And he threw like two in the first five. Or one in the first five. Like, it was just... Ever since that game against the Cardinals, the... the Jeez, man. The Seahawks have just been completely fucked right now. They're 6-3. and They're tied with the Rams and the Cardinals for first place in the NFC West. If the Seahawks... Beat the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football. That is a huge, a huge statement for the Seahawks. And I will be surprised. I will be surprised. I want the Seahawks to win, but I will be surprised if they can beat the Cardinals. 
because with that horrible defense, that is just it's just not getting better. The more I say it, that they should need to that it needs to get better. Jesus, man, just been. I mean, look, it wasn't horrible this week, but it's still horrible in general. Okay, twenty three points. That's not horrible, okay? But my God, they, they that's not enough, man. But you know what? I'm gonna blame Russell Wilson on this on this game because I mean he didn't even throw a touchdown. Like he was just awful this game, man. He threw two interceptions. Yeah, Russell Wilson has not been cooking. But if the defense can do something and he can get steamrolling on the offense, then he'll be good. He needs to go off against the Cardinals. Go absolutely off against the Cardinals. And against the Rams when he got to play them again on the 27th. Because he better play easy against the Eagles, Jets, the Washington football team, and against the Giants. Those are four easy wins. And even the 49ers, he needs to absolutely destroy the 49ers. He needs to get revenge on the Rams. He needs to get revenge on the Cardinals. I expect the Seahawks to be on a seven-game winning streak. But my goodness, it's going to be difficult to beat the Cardinals right now. So, Seattle, you better step it up because... I'm tired of this shit. Next game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Steelers, what do you guess? 36-10 win. The Steelers are 9-0. and And they are still motherfucking undefeated. Um, they got to play the Jaguars next week. Um, and like I said, the Ravens, I think the Ravens, the second game, they're going to lose. Um, they're not going to be undefeated. I think they're going to be probably 14-2. Because I think they're going to lose to the Ravens and to the Bills. Um, but they'll beat the Jaguars, Washington football team. I think they'll beat the Bengals again and the Browns and even the Colts. So the Steelers are going to go 14-2, and but they're 9-0 and right now. So, um, so yeah, um, but Pittsburgh, I mean, look, I don't got much to say. They, they've just been playing great. Next game, we had the San Francisco 49ers versus the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have been pretty good this year. They have been killing it. They started off pretty slow, but then, you know, they got back on track. Um, they only have like two tough games left um, against, actually no, one game against the Chiefs on the 20th. The rest they got to play the Falcons twice, the Broncos, the Vikings, and the Panthers, and the Eagles. Oh my god, that's not, that's easy. Saints probably win every single game, maybe except for the, the Chiefs game. Um, but the Saints were pretty good against the Niners. Of course, the Niners have just been absolutely dreadful. With a bunch of injuries, the 49ers have to go against the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, and the Bills. So it's not going to be easy. Not getting easier for the for the 49ers right now. I do expect them to beat the Washington football team and the Cowboys. So um, so yeah, it's going to be <laughs> rough this year with the 49ers not even competing in the NFC West, even though there's a three-way tie for first place in the in the division. And then probably upset of the week, um, Sunday Night Football, Baltimore Ravens versus the New England Patriots. Um, of course, it was absolutely rainy as hell in New England. And the Patriots, the Patriots, yes, beat the Ravens 23-17. to Can you believe that? The Patriots. Not the good Patriots, the bad Patriots. Yikes. Um, I blame the rain. <laughs> um, okay, no, I'm not going to make excuses. I mean, the rain looked like it definitely benefited 
the 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 Ravens to fucking lose and the Patriots to win because literally right after the game ended it was cleared like nothing ever happened like it never rained I fucking knew it my god Bill Belichick is such a goat that he even controls the damn weather fucking genius no but Lamar Jackson he wasn't even he wasn't even that good obviously it could be the rain maybe you know that's just an excuse um but you know the Ravens got to step it up next game. There's, I'm not worried about the Ravens. Um, I mean they got they got against the the Titans next week and they got against the the Steelers, so be tough games. But then after that they're chilling. They got to play the Cowboys, the Bengals, the Giants, the Jaguars. Easy. The Browns might be a little competitive, but again I think the Ravens are still going to take it. Um, so I expect the Ravens to lose at least one more game, but then the Ravens should take every other game, and then. Last night, we had Monday Night Football between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. And the Bears, like I said, might be the worst 5-1 team ever. Well, remember when they were 5-1? <laughs> now they're 5-5, five five, ladies and gentlemen. They've been on a four-game losing streak. Absolutely incredible. So phenomenal, this team. Um, after beating the Panthers and the Buccaneers, they have been dreadful. They couldn't beat the Rams, they couldn't beat the Saints, they couldn't beat the Titans, and they couldn't beat the Vikings last night. The Vikings didn't even play that great. And also, congratulations to Kirk Cousins because he got his first win in Monday Night Football uh, primetime. So, congratulations. Dalvin Cook was pretty good. Nah, not really that good. Not really that good. He only had uh, 30 carries and 96 yards with no touchdowns. Surprisingly, um, Adam Thielen, though, had a pretty good game. He had 43 yards, two touchdowns, though, and four receptions. So, um, pretty, uh, pretty good game for, um, for Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins. Two touchdowns, one interception, 292 yards, 25 for 36. And the Bears let me down. I honestly thought the Bears could take Minnesota, but now Minnesota's four and five. And they're actually getting back on track. I mean, they were like one and three or like one and four to start the season. Look, they've been on a three game winning streak. So they were one and four. That's crazy. Oh no, they were one and five. They were one and five. Now they're four and five. So that's crazy. Gotta play against the Cowboys. Gotta play the Panthers, the Jaguars, the Buccaneers. I think the Vikings are probably gonna lose maybe three more games. Against the Buccaneers, against the Saints. And upset, I think maybe the Bears actually might beat... Nah, you know what, nah. I, th I think the Panthers might beat the Vikings, actually. Upset, upset, I know. But I think they got the Cowboys, they got the Bears again. And then they got the Lions and the Jaguars, so I think we're good to go. Um, so yeah, congratulations to the Vikings winning. And that is week number 10. Week 10 of the NFL season. And we're done. We've already talked about every single game. Um, my predictions are coming up on on uh, next week for week 11. Um, but let me make my predictions for uh, Thursday night football game. Obviously, this Thursday, uh, the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. Like I said, I have the Seahawks winning this game. Of course, this is a very, very crucial game. This could mark a changing of the guard. Um, of the NFC West, of course, if the Seahawks win, they have the highest potential to probably take the division. Of course, same goes to the Cardinals if they beat the Seahawks. Um, this is just going to be a very 
Very great game. This is much watch television. I'm glad that this isn't tomorrow because tomorrow's a draft. So at least I get to watch the draft tomorrow. And then Thursday I get to watch Thursday night fo- I get to watch this game. And then Friday, I think there's soccer, the two soccer games, the uh, two MLS um East East uh, Eastern Conference playing round games into Miami and um and, and and Nashville. Those two games on Friday as well. And then Saturday we got college football and then of course Sunday we got week 11 baby. So um so yeah, I'll make my predictions on Sunday or Saturday. Um I'll see if I'll make another episode on Tuesday. I mean on Thursday. Obviously it's already fucking Tuesday. Um and we only have how many games left? We have 14 games this week. We only have what seven weeks of the NFL season left. That's crazy, man. We're already in week 11. We're already entering week 11. That is crazy. Standings. Bet. Let me tell you the standings real quick. AFC East: The Bills seven and three, Dolphins six and three, Patriots four and five, Jets zero oh and nine. AFC North, Steelers 9-0, Ravens 6-3, Browns 6-3, and, and the Bengals 2-6-1. AFC South, Colts 6-3, and, and Titans 6-3 tied for number, uh, tied for first in the AFC South. And then the Texans 2-7, and, and the Jaguars 1-8. And, and then AFC West, the Chiefs eight and one, the Raiders six and three, the Broncos three and six, three and six, and the Chargers two and seven. The NFC East, beautiful division this is. The Giants three five. I mean the Eagles three five and one, the Giants three and seven, the Washington Football Team two and seven, the Cowboys two and seven as well. The NFC North, the Packers seven and two. The Bears five and five, the Vikings four and five, and the Lions four and five. The NFC South, the Saints seven and two, the Buccaneers seven and three, the Falcons three and six, and the Panthers three and seven. And then in the best division of football, NFC West, Cardinals six and three, Rams six and three, Seahawks six and three, all tied for the division. For, for number one in the division, and then the 49ers at a four and six record. So those are all the records for every single team um, from one through four in each division in each conference. And we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Um, let me check if the playoffs were to start today. Let me see what um, what it would look like. What the playoffs would uh who would who would be in the playoffs? Who would uh you know what I'm saying? Who would who would face uh, each other in the playoffs? Who would take on who? Um, but I I should have fucking found it here. I know it should be here somewhere. Let me let me go figure that out. Playoffs, 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 playoffs. Give me one second. So right now the playoffs obviously will be number one the Steelers, the Chiefs two. The Bills 3, the Colts 4, the Raiders 5, the Dolphins 6, the Ravens 7. And then in the NFC, it would be the Packers 1, the Saints 2, the Steelers 3, the... uh, What? 
The Packers won, the Saints two, the Cardinals three, the Eagles four, the Buccaneers five, the Rams six, and the Seahawks seven. And then it, on the bubble, eight seeds, Titans and the Bears, nine seeds, Browns and the Vikings, 10 seeds, Patriots and the Lions, 11 seed, Broncos and 49ers, 12 seed, Cincinnati Bengals and Falcons, 13th seed, Chargers and Giants, 14th seed, Texans and Panthers, 15th seed, Jaguars and Washington Football. Okay, let me just turn it off the bat. The Cowboys, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Washington football team, the Giants, the Chargers, the Texans, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Bengals, the 49ers, the Broncos, the Lions, and the Patriots are now making the playoffs. Okay? That is how many teams I just said? That's like, wait, 8, 10, 12, 14 teams I just said that are not making the playoffs. Let me repeat that. The Patriots, the Lions, the Broncos, the Niners, the Bengals, the Falcons, the Chargers, the Giants, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Washington football team, the Cowboys, obviously the Jets, the Carolina Panthers. None of those teams are making the playoffs. They are not making the playoffs. I'm sorry. That's my prediction. Um, the Browns, Titans, obviously still got a chance. The Vikings and the Bears still got a chance, of course. And then, of course, the top seven teams that I just said. Um, that's um, that's where things get pretty interesting. Uh, but I want to know who would face who if it, if it started today. That's, that's what I'm trying to uh, figure out right now. But I really can't. Uh, I can't like the matchups. Like who who would like? Obviously, the Steelers and the Packers wouldn't play in the first round because um, they would be the number one seed, so they wouldn't have to play in the wild card series. Not wild card series, a wild card game. But I guess they do not have the. Um... I'm surprised that even the the, the freaking. Oh, okay, I found it. I found it. I found it. So basically, how would it go? The Steelers would get the first round by. So they would that it would be the two seed Chiefs versus the seven seed Ravens, which would be exciting. The three seed Bills versus the six seed Dolphins. Okay. And then the fourth seed Colts versus the fifth seed Raiders. So that would be the AFC matchup if the playoffs were to start today. And then the NFC, the Packers would take the first round by. The Saints with the two seed will play against the Seahawks, the seventh seed. The Cardinals with the three seed would take on the Rams for the six seed. And then the Eagles, the fourth seed, my God, would take on the Buccaneers, the fifth seed. So, um, so yeah, that would be the playoff scenario. This was updated uh, today, earlier this morning. Um, if, of course, the playoffs started today, um, but of course, no team is still yet eliminated. I can't believe Miami's in the hunt. But like I said, New England, Denver, Cincinnati, LA Chargers, Houston, Jacksonville, uh, the Jets, the Cowboys, the Panthers, the Giants, the Falcons, the 49ers, the Washington football team, the Lions are not making the playoffs. Chicago and Minnesota and, um, and also Cleveland, Tennessee, they got an opportunity to make into that top seven. With the other seven teams that I just mentioned that are in the playoff hunt. And that's how it goes. It's week 10. That's the uh, updated NFL playoff picture. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'll see you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out my friends.